Hey, it's Dr. Hobie, and I'm the founder of Hobies. And let me tell you, if you want great advice on masterminds, coaching, mentorship, I want you to go just to one place and one place only. Stop off and get all your advice and help from Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, hey everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Hobies, Dr. Hobie Wedler. He talks about why you should slow down at least three times a day to clear your mind. Hope he explains how we just have way too low of an expectation of ourselves when we compare ourselves to others. And Hobie talks about why you should take big challenges and break them into small pieces. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the founder of Hobies, Dr. Hobie Wedler. Hobie, welcome to the show, man. Brandon, what an honor. This is, uh, I, love the, I love the mission of the Success Finder. I love the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It's a big honor to have this conversation with you today. Absolutely, absolutely. When, when the listeners realize all the thought bombs, golden nuggets that uh, you're delivering today, and they want to reach out to you and get to know you or work with you, what's the best place personally or through social that they can connect with you? Absolutely. So on all the social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, I am at Hobie Wedler, H-O-B-Y-W-E-D-L-E-R, and uh, HobieWedler.com. That's, that's my webpage and easy to get a hold of there. Just email me, Hobie at HobieWedler.com. Wide yeah. open. I want to meet, you'll see this throughout the throughout our chat, but I want to meet every one of your listeners. I, I, I'm all about conversation. I'm all about getting to know people and adding value wherever the heck I can. And before we get, and I appreciate that, and that's the type of people that we work with. We were, and 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 they lead with the give mentality. But I, I, I remember reading an article before we kind of get into the Q and A of the listeners. Get to it. You had done a a blind taste testing, and I saw names, uh, some rock and roll legends, um, <laughs> and one that just sticks out. Uh, and this again, this isn't really what the the podcast is about, but sometimes you got to give people, you know, wet their lip their lips a little bit to to get them intrigued with like who you surround yourself with. There was uh, Dave Matthews' name was in there. There was a yeah. couple other rock and roll uh, legends that are in there. Can you could you give us a little uh, taste of what that was about? Because it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, our good friend had sent me the article before she introduced us, Lisa. But would you yeah. mind diving into that? Yeah, you know, so so it's it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll nutshell it for you for sure. So I was born totally blind, and um, you know, living as a blind guy in a sighted world, my my whole thing is don't think of anything as a disadvantage. It's all about mindset, and you can turn any disadvantage into an advantage. Any any one of you can do that. Anybody, it's it's not a hard. I mean, it might seem hard, but it really shouldn't shouldn't feel hard to do. And uh, I, I actually. Did, did a lot of work in chemistry and became an entrepreneur. But one of the entrepreneurial things that I, I got to do actually starting about 10 years ago now is um, got a call from Francis Ford Coppola. And he asked me if I would host a truly blindfolded wine experience at his, at his winery in uh, Northern Sonoma County. And that we innovated that. He liked it. It took off and actually got picked up by his sales team. 
And that led me, you know, to, to host these sort of intricate tastings throughout the throughout the world in, in plenty of, you know, different industries, some not even involving food and drink, some involving teaching, using a blindfold to teach high school students empathy while working with a sighted lab partner, so to speak, on some high stakes activities. But this all got me an adjunct position at the Culinary Institute of America here in, I'm in uh, Sonoma County, but over at their Napa campus. And what you'll learn about me soon, Brandon, is when everyone needs, needs anything strange or weird or peculiar, they tend to call me. I don't know why, but uh, maybe that's the kind of guy I am. And, um, you know, it was interesting. They, uh, I'd done several events for them in the past, but this last year, actually, just before COVID hit, so the first of March of 2020, was the event. They, uh, they put on a, an annual uh, summit for beverage professionals. And they, you know, it used to be called the Sommelier Summit. So it's logical. They have a lot of sommeliers and, and you know, alcoholic beverage professionals on there. They were going to do a silent disco. And that was the way they wanted to end the first day. It's kind of a night party where you're like ranking wines while listening to different types of music. And they said, no, we want to do something with wine and music beforehand as the, the last, you know, keynote of the day for this couple hundred person audience or whatever. And they said, oh, what do we do? We want, this is a strange thing. Oh, let's call Hobie. Yeah, let's do that. So they called me and I said, sure, I'll put something together. I had no idea what I was going to do. And I thought, you know, let me just take a shot in the dark. That's my life anyway, shooting in the dark. So I'm going to, what, what, what do I have to lose? Nothing, right? I'm going to email. And I thought, who is, has wine and music as huge parts of their career? That Dave, Dave's got this going on. So I, I emailed Dave's winemaker for Dreaming Tree Wines, a guy named Sean McKenzie, who's, you know, an executive at Constellation Wines. And I thought, I may not ever hear back from this guy. Let me tell him what I'm thinking. Sean got back to me and said, dude, I love the idea. Let's do it. So I collaborated with Sean McKenzie and uh, and with Dave to, to choose uh, songs from the Dave Matthews songbook to pair with four different wines. And what was so much fun about that is all but the last song and, and wine were done under blindfold. And in the middle there, we switched up. So we, we paired the same wine, not in the same glass, but with two different songs. So people had every intention of thinking they were getting a different wine. And what we figured out is the rosé tastes totally different to people, depending on what kind of music they're listening to. So that was fun. And it's just, it's great to collaborate with with cool people like, like you know, like Dream and Tree Wines and, and Dave and Sean. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I appreciate you, you you framing that story, uh, not only for no me, problem. you know, I got to read about it, but then it, it's sometimes like we need that, that hook, like, wait, why am I? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is what he's done. The, these are... The, you know, the unbelievable people that, you know, are, are, are surrounding you. And then the fact, I just I think sometimes we take certain things for granted yeah. and, you know, whether it's music, it's song, it's a coach, it's a mastermind. There's something that will come along in our life down the road that will be like, it'll remind us of that coach or that mastermind yes. or that food or that, that, that oh, spring man. day. And yes. we don't always pay attention to those small moments that really are, monumental. No, and that's that's my career, honestly, is is figuring out what these what these things that might seemingly be small and innocent, but are really large and, and robust are in our lives, in our surroundings, and, and really pointing them out and amplifying them. So I try to take take smaller things and amplify them when I think people need to hear them and, and know about them. And this comes from my work in sensory literacy, which is being aware and literate of the information that comes into your mind through all of our senses. You know, people who are sighted 
tend to tend to use their eyesight. And note, I don't call it vision because I think all of us have vision. Some of us just might lack eyesight. People tend to use their eyesight to uh, to obtain about eighty five to ninety percent of the information of their surroundings, which means that we don't we have four additional perfectly good senses to only pull in about ten to fifteen percent of the information around us, which is a lot of senses for not that much information. So if we hone in, hone those other senses and learn how to pick up information from those, we really are winning so much more and, and being so much more powerful in our ability to sense and understand the world around us, you know, because we're, we're able to, to focus in on the, the way that the spring air, spring morning air smells or the, you know, listening to a bird in the tree, you know, all these things are significant. And when we slow down and let ourselves, what I call it is listen instead of hear. I think we become much more aware and that awareness makes us much more inclusive people and equitable people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if we think about that, I was talking to someone earlier today that they they sat there and they said, you know, I had to relearn how to learn. I had to retrain Mm -hmm. my brain on how to learn. And, And I think today there's more ways to have access to different people. And 100%. I think it's really changed over the last five, 10 years. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks and teachers. Yeah. And then it's friends, family, coworkers, and the people around us. But that's really a sliver of what's possible and how we learn and who we're learning from. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? So I've always been someone, this is kind of a funny thing about me. I've always been an information seeker. So I've always had this mad desire to acquire information. And I've always asked a ton of questions about whatever it is that I'm intensely interested in. So I remember a time when I was four years old, it was a a spring morning in April of 1991, when I went to turn the tap on in the kitchen sink and water started flowing. And I'd done this hundreds of times before, but I was like, wait a minute, you know, there's water coming into the house, you know, from some pressurized source within the city. Who's doing this? How the heck does this work? And that led to a field trip to the water resources department and that sort of thing. So I've always been super inquisitive. And just when I find something I'm intensely interested in, I I find a way to learn everything there is to know about it. I'll tell you one thing for me that's really interesting as a blind person. You know, when we were growing up, and definitely when our parents were were growing up before we were were around, you know, books are a big thing. Encyclopedias, dictionaries, uh, this sort of thing. Having everything online and being able to use my assistive technology just to access that and have it at my fingertips, it's just mind-boggling how much more information is available. And the other thing that's amazing is, you know, before it was writing letters, and eventually it slowly moved to email. Yeah, you think of someone and you think of a question you want to ask them, and, you know, if that's a person that was willing to chat with you, you just DM them on any number of 87 platforms and, you know, presumably they'll get back to you. And it's just amazing how much more how much more access we have to so many more people. And I think the pandemic has really made us realize that and and pushed us into an understanding of, hey, there are people out there you can talk to who are just a a phone call or a click of a button away that you maybe didn't realize you had access to. Yeah, it's it's I I absolutely agree with you. Uh, The the pandemic has amplified the people that we have access to if you so choose to to accept it, to see 100%. it, to be there, to welcome it, and to learn from it. And I'll tell you the type the type of person I am is, is I I am I actually embrace this time that we that we get to learn. And there's so many people out there who have a negative attitude about the pandemic. And I get it. COVID sucked for a lot of people, but in, in many ways it was it, it's been transformative in how I view and understand the world around us and how I 
sort of think about things and, and problem solve. And it's just, it's, it's been, it's been very interesting for me because there's been so much. I've talked to more interesting people in, in this room where I'm sitting right now during COVID than I've talked to in years past. It's just networking is awesome. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, I think you said 87 platforms or 78 <laughs> platforms or 98, whatever the number was. But I mean, the reality is, is we have way more ways to take in information than ever before. Some people, uh, yeah. they use uh, a mentor. Others look for an accountability buddy, masterminds, online oh, courses. Really? There's a lot of ways to learn and take in information. Who are you currently learning from and how did you connect with them? You know, it's super interesting. So I, I've always been one to connect with with mentors and um, find the right kind of sort of multifaceted answer to that question. But I, there are some amazing people out there who can just just help us see things we don't we don't see. So I, I I'm the one that likes to likes to find mentors and, and to a, to a lesser extent, I think masterminds are have been have been fairly useful for me. But um, you know, some of the people that I, I my my thing with mentors is they see a future for us. Um, before we see it for ourselves, yeah, and and they just they're able to able to show us and 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 transpose that in, into into our future, you know, and they and they can tell us what they think. So I actually randomly responded to a, a wonderful woman named Megan Dolly on um, or Dolly on LinkedIn, and um, this is uh, back in August of 2020. She said, "Hey, I, I am intensely interested in your in your creative work, and and I'd love to chat because I'm also a." a representative of a, of a creative company that does primarily food and beverage branding work called Tucker Creative. It's an Australian-based company based out of, of the U.S. And she saw that in my profile. And I love talking to creatives about, about how to organize their, their records and their finances and all this stuff. You know, would you be up for a call? I said, yeah, let's talk. And on that call, she said, you know, I think you need to know a, a gentleman named Nick Peterson, who I know. She connected me and Nick on Facebook. And I took a few days to reach out to him. I've got a I don't know what your Colby score is. Mine's three three eight six. So I've got a three for follow through. I'm not always the best at it, but a few days later, I I reached out to Nick and he responded quickly, and uh, we hit it off, man. He just seemed like a like a really interesting person who had a, just an innate sense of of understanding and, and sort of intelligence around him that I that I thought was cool, and uh, ended up you know connecting with him and uh, and just connecting him with a lot more awesome people, including a reconnection with Justin Breen and. And, and I've seen him him just take those connections. I love love meeting great people and then referring people to those people. So and, and Nick changed my life and my attitude about about what I'm doing and gave me just intensely strong clarity on um, on the work that I'm doing. So I consider him a dear friend and a, and a lifelong mentor. Even though I just met him, what is it? You know, six months? Oh, not even six months ago. Just a you know Nick, and, and there's just incredible incredible thought leadership there and. Uh, Someone who's just a visionary beyond his beyond his decades, you know, who just just understands understands what's going on in the world and, and is not afraid to say it. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a sculptor in what he does. And then you know, you had mentioned Justin Breen, who's yeah. also been on the uh, on the on the podcast. And yeah, I, you know, I I said, you know, Justin's got quite the neuro network of 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 a community that's just like the neurons are just. They're just they're they're popping all over the place. So absolutely uh, great respect for both of those, you know, individuals. You know, another uh, great respect for them and, and and just such I always call Nick a cognitive rocket engine because that's that's what he does. He can sit down with a room, hear some hear some stuff and and just 
say the thing that you've been waiting for, waiting to hear and should have known for the past many years, but just didn't put two and two together on. It's pretty remarkable with watching him work. Yeah, he, it definitely so, simplifies. Definitely is a, a, a simple, you know, yeah, and 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 he he'll sit there and uh, you know not to continue to you know just talk about it, but uh, yeah. something that might have already been in your head. It's just how he words it, and then all of a sudden yeah. it becomes clear. So, oh, and he, he, he talks in circles until you get it, and then he stops. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, other, the other person who I would say has been a great mentor to me is, is actually an attorney who's really a businessman. He's been practicing law for about 50 years now. His name is Rick Citron. That was actually a connection made by Justin. And he's not, not a coach. He's just, he finds interesting people that he kind of takes under his wing sometimes. And he's just got so much thought and, and, and knowledge after 50 years of practicing law to share on, on corporate law and corporate structure and the sort of thing. He's been a real mentor of mine and he's just a joy to talk to. So people should, people should look at Rick and, you know, if they, if you need a good, need a good attorney slash businessman, he's just, he's, he's totally helped me see things, you know, and, and understand that it's not, it's, it's number one, it's okay to dilute a company Owning 5% of something is a hell of a lot better than owning 100% of nothing. You know, he's, and he's just, just another wise, smart, deep thinker. And, and that's one thing that, that I love to do, man. And, and I, I love to, to do it with those who I help too. I like to make it fun for everybody. Like, I don't want to just take someone's time and make it not enjoyable for them. And that's been my whole attitude and mojo going through school as well. You know, I want to make, I don't want to be the blind kid in my, Organic, you know, senior advanced organic synthesis class who's going to freak the professor out about, oh my God, how am I going to teach this person who can't see what I'm writing on the board? I want to make it fun for them. I want to make it an enjoyable act for both of us. Hey, I'm going to teach you how to work with me and maybe you can teach me some organic chemistry and what it's like working with you. And that's the best way. If we can make it fun and exciting to work with each other, I think that's in, in, a, in a give and take relationship, even if it is a coach and client, you know, mentor mentee relationship. There's all sorts of stuff that, that, that you know, is, is give and take on both sides. And I just want to know, I want everybody to know that even as a mentor or coach, which I'm, which I'm really getting into now, it's a give and take. I want to learn from every one of my clients too. Yeah. It's, uh, Jeff Moore says it's better to be more interested than interesting. And mm-hmm. those that are avid learners, they're, they're, you know, they might teach, but they're constantly learning themselves and they've got the yeah. people around them. Those are the result leaders. Those are the people that are learning yeah. and they're, they're never done. They continue to move the needle forward. And, you know, I mean, I think that helps because from time to time we get stuck and we can't execute what's in our head. We're still yeah. going through a pandemic, but to me, it causes a reset in how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset and get unstuck in a situation that you're in? You know, I call it a, I call it a brain chiropractor. Um, masterminds really really take things and, and adjust. And by adjusting one thing, I've just found in leadership and in business leadership as well, if there's tension in one area, that can cause tension across so much of, of what we do and, and what we think we can do. But if we can remove that one little bit of tension, everything starts to move. All the joints start to start to move in concert with one another and, and you get rid of the problem. And, and oftentimes the the little stuck point, I really do relate it to, to getting a tune-up at a chiropractor. You know, that that little stuck point is it can can just 
hold everything back. And, and sometimes the smallest thing that you didn't realize was bothering you. You know, when I sit down with a group of intelligent people in a mastermind and, and I start talking with them, I, 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 I become very good at hearing what actually sticks people and cutting right to the chase and, and finding that, that source of tension on the, the board of directors of a nonprofit. I, I, won't, I won't name right now, but, um, you know, there's there's been a little bit of tension and I've been able to see some of that tension and, and work with the CEO a little bit to identify that. And then if, if we can figure out that that little and it's not not much, it's it's seemingly very small that an innocent situation where the tension is. But by relieving that tension, all the other problems that seem like the real problem get solved. So I think masterminds, you know, that's it's. It's oftentimes a group effort to find those those sticking points and and identify them and, and move things around and adjust things a little bit to to unstick them. Yeah, and and you know, masterminds they they give you a perspective from from maybe someone that's not in your industry but has been through something similar that you're able to you know plug and play. And I know that I'm using that plug and play a little loosely, but you're able no, no. to take a certain piece of it and insert it into what how it pertains to you, whether it's in your personal or business life. And yeah. I mean, like masterminds they've been around for for a while if you think about it the yeah. first one was probably the apostles True. and then benjamin franklin he has the junto club or the leather apron club yeah. and then napoleon hill writes a book he really yeah. rounds out you know what a mastermind is yeah. you know, as, as there continues yeah, to be a huge boom in self-education where do you see the parallels going between self-education and standardized education you know university college going forward <laughs> You know, I have to be careful saying this because I'm I'm historically an academic guy. I I stuck, I came up through the ranks and got my PhD in organic chemistry, and I I saw the the, the standardized education and and in terms of standardized edu- education, it's as good as you want to make it. You know, I think every school is as good as it comes. All these people that say, oh, these private Ivy leagues are so much better. I, I think you know they're very good schools, and I'm not I'm not undermining them in any way. But you know, I think you can make any institution that you attend as good or as as not so good as you want. You know, it really is up to the person doing the learning. And I actually think the same thing is true for self-education. You can learn, you can teach yourself a bunch of stuff just totally on your own, but it's you have to do the work there. Uh, for me personally, Brandon, doing research and learning things on my own and watching YouTube videos is not nearly as engaging or as as um as um as result driven as sitting down with a group of people and learning from someone or a group of people and, and sharing thoughts and, and sharing ideas. So I do really well with the, with the immersive sort of standardized education. Let me take a class on that if it's something I don't understand, but you know, I, and, and, or get in a mastermind and have a conversation. But what I'm blown away by is that the amount of self learning that's out there, the amount of knowledge that's out there on the internet. I mean, I don't like, when I'm when I'm fixing something around my house, I'm a, I'm a handy guy. That's something that I just pride myself in. I can find a YouTube video to fix anything, and it's just crazy how how much that's coming into fruition. And in, in the in the people who are coming coming of age right now, you know, your 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds, they're they're finding that there's not much of a need for college. Hey, I can get a brilliant business education for free online with the right resources or for a much smaller fee than the standardized education that you might pay for. I can teach myself calculus online in a matter of months, you know, by watching YouTube videos. It's it's such an interesting thing. But I do think that for, for me, 
having those mentors and those people and those teachers that I can talk to and connect with is still highly important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, and that's not standardized. That's self-education. You're, we pick our teachers in this world in many yeah. ways. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that COVID changed things for good. You know, I think we're going to, we're going to find ourselves not really caring whether someone's in Australia or New Zealand or Asia or wherever the heck we're, you know, ne- your next door neighbor. Yeah. Everybody, location doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's so true. Location, yeah, it's it has taught us, you know, location doesn't matter, but the people that you surround yourself with just mm-hmm. such a huge impact. Oh you know, we, we have a choice. And and if we choose to continue to always be a student, if yeah. we choose to take it in the information and how it pertains to us and how it can move the needle forward, I just, the, the world is your oyster. You can, you can do so many different things with it. Yeah. And if you have, you know, if you have an abundant mindset, then, and you're not coming from a position of, of scarcity. Yeah. It's what can be accomplished. Gosh, Man, I, I can't even quantify it. I'll tell you one thing interesting. People often ask me, how did you get a PhD in organic chemistry? You must be, you know, I, I don't know how you do that as a blind person. And I always say, hundred, 1% of it is work. Well, maybe 10% of it is honest, you know, working hard and, and, and doing it. 90% of it is mindset. The positive mindset and the abundance mindset of what is what is possible versus and, and asking the question what isn't possible versus what is possible yeah. can get you through anything. Yeah. yeah I recently absolutely. wrote an article actually about the the five mindsets that allow me to overcome challenges and raise mm-hmm. expectations. I think that and I'm giving away a free copy by the way to anyone that joins my email community. Um you know the the biggest thing for me is is that how, how do I put this? How do I put this without sounding so blunt? Go with the blunt. I think it's best just to go with what's in your gut. A lot of us have way too low expectations of what we can do. We don't honestly believe in ourselves. And that's number one. And we compare ourselves too much to other people. And we just get stopped in our tracks. And we we get stuck. We can't figure it out. Oh, look at this guy who's 10 years younger than me. What's he doing? He's making all this money. And I'm just sitting here not able to no. no, you can do anything at any age as long as you stop comparing yourself to people. You know, I had an experience in... In an organic chemistry class where I was doing pretty well in the class, but there were a couple of guys that were just beating me every time. And they, they just seemed unstoppable. And at first I was just comparing myself to them. I didn't really care for them. It was like, how, how am I going to, what am I going to do? I'm just not good enough. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute. Why the heck am I comparing myself to these other people? I don't even know that I'm comparing myself to them and making it a competition. It's all in my head. I dropped that comparison. Everything changed started doing better in the class, became such good friends with all the, all these people. And you know, it doesn't also doesn't doesn't do any good because if you compare yourself the other way and start thinking you're better than everybody, you're just cocky. And that's just who wants to hang out with someone like that? Yeah. I nobody. Don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean I'm sorry to be so blunt, but it's about mindset. You can convince yourself that anything is is success. You know, you can be successful at whatever you want. And the other thing that I believe so, so truly is, is I believe in gratitude and this whole brand that I'm putting together of products and services that is out there to really accelerate happiness. The main point of it is to bring gratitude to people. And I'll tell you what, gratitude brings growth. And I think that's such, Ooh, I, love I can't that. say that 
I can't say that more plainly than that. If we have gratitude, and I, I teach people gratitude all the time. If we, if we have gratitude, we're going to grow. If we're grateful for the things that we already have, dude, Brandon, yeah, the sky's the limit. Go, yeah. go to the stars, man. If we're grateful, we can, we're going to make it so far in this life. If we're always wishing we had more, what good's that going to do yet? You're just going to sit around wishing. I was going to be comparing yourself to other people. I wish I had that car that he's driving. Oh, if I only, oh, if I, if I only had my eyesight, I'd be just as good as he was. Oh man, we're dealt the hand we're dealt. Can we play our cards? And we just, yeah. we just have fun doing it. You know what? Do it with a smile. Just yeah. laugh about it. If we screw up every once in a while, just laugh about it. Oh, well, we're going to get back on our feet and see how, see where we messed up. And if you don't die from your mess up, which most times you don't, you're going to be stronger and you're going to learn more because of it. Yeah. Leading it's, you know, leading with that given mentality. If you're, if you're looking about what's in it for you and, and you, you aren't leading with the give mentality, it comes back yeah. tenfold. Now you quickly learned the vampires, you know, uh, I, I, there's a process and I, you yeah. learn the time vampires that just are going to suck away your energy and, and, and no, that's and not the give mentality. Though. That's not the give mentality. So no. when you lead with the give mentality, you're going to continue to surround yourself with the right people in the right order. <sighs> and they're going to help you see around corners that you couldn't ever before. You know, I think when, when we look to invest in ourselves, a lot of the time we want to yeah. know what the outcome is going to be, or, you know, right. what, w- you know, what we can expect. What am what, I going to get? Yeah. Well, not what you, but what, you know, like, let's say, you know, really, if someone's looking to invest in themselves, I always say the best yeah. investment is yourself. It's above the Absolutely. stock market. It's above the housing market because you can't control those. No, you can control the return on your own investment because you, you can, can control, control your own you. actions. Yeah. What should people expect when they enter your reality and work with you? Yeah, Man, I just, nothing but positivity, nothing but we, you can do whatever the heck you want to do as long as you have the right mindset. If you come in negative, expecting to, you know, it, it doesn't work. And I'm, I'm very good about that. I'm very good at explaining to people, hey, this is, this is what doesn't work with me. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I've got a business where I, where I mentor blind children and their sighted parents. And we do three things there. We define a path forward to success for kids that, that's highly custom. And we teach them uh, and, and their parents how to how to have high expectations and advocate for themselves in the most, most meaningful and positive way. And finally, we, we really, we show them that, that it's all about their attitude. If you have a, if you have a good attitude, you can, you can make whatever you want happen. And I'll tell you that um, don't, don't be a victim when you come to me, don't have the victim mindset. You know, we, we need to take responsibility for ourselves. And I have this opinion. So and I, by no means only work with blind kids. Just I tell this story to say that, you know, a lot of a lot of what I, what happens with me is if I feel within the first quarter of someone working with it, working with a blind child and their parents, that the kid is a victim and their parents are letting him be a victim. I give them all their money back and I say, I'm not right for you because I need to work with the right type of person. And yeah. that's what you can expect from me is if it doesn't seem like the right fit, we, we don't have to work together. But I, I love getting to know everyone and, and I would love to you know, anyone who's listening to this, who's intrigued, like, let me know. And, and more for me, it's about, it's about really using our sensory perception of the world and sensory awareness, sensory literacy to gain that positive mindset and, and gain clarity and just, just make the world go round and, and show just, just to get you and get everybody where they need to be to, to think things through and 
You just think about an idea as a little seed going, and then with, with the right attitude and mindset, grow it into a tree and grow it into something that you, it, it just moves you, whether it's you personally or you and your business. And then what people can expect too is, is for me to really listen. And I've talked to so many people who aren't really, they start talking about what they do, about their job or about their, their ventures. And they're kind of not excited about them. They sound like not, not that happy. What I, I love to do is to, to point out and get people to say, I, I stop and I say, wait a second. Doesn't matter what you do. I don't care if you're a, a trash collector, a chiropractor, a CEO, whatever. We sit, we sit down and we say, look at what you do and look at how it's really helping people. I don't care if you flip burgers at McDonald's or, you know, wait tables at the French laundry. You are helping someone. You're making their life better. Whether you, you know, clean the towels at the hospital or cure the cancer, every job and every person is vitally important. And I like to find that importance in people and pull it out and pull it to the top and let them just, just have this epiphany of, hey, I am doing something important for the world and let them use that to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned in there the seeds, planting the seeds, watching them grow. You know, I'm sure from time to time, people surprise you, whether there's the grit, the grind, their willingness to learn. If you wouldn't mind, share a, a success story of someone that, you know, by working with you, the outcome, even to them, they were just, they, they were surprised. They're just like, oh my gosh, the, 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 the mental change, yeah. the shift in mentality. And what was the outcome because of working with you? Man. Yeah. I, I've got a great guy who I've worked with, um, still work with to this day by the name of Shane Bedard. Um, I met Shane when he was still a student, an industrial design student in, uh, in Washington. And he was working, I actually met him because he was working on an accessible Braille display, an accessible Braille tablet for, and it was refreshable. So the dots would go up and down for the blind. And that's his senior thesis. So he, he called me and, you know, he got my name from someone and, and we met and, and just hit it off really well. He graduated and it's just a so entrepreneur mindset and, and, and believes in, in what he can do. But didn't really know what was necessarily the right thing for him to do. And that was about a year and a half ago. And through weekly calls with Shane, we've totally found clarity. He's now got his own company called that's, that's a startup, but, but growing called Matter Global. And I just can't speak highly enough of Shane. What Shane's always, and I've always seen what he's great at. You know, he's great at industrial design. He's great at listening and understanding and, and solving problems, but he didn't necessarily know that. And we, figured that out and gave him the clarity that he needs and the confidence that he needs to step out on a limb, start his LLC and, and just go forth and conquer. And I see him picking up clients all the time. And I'm just, just makes me happy. When I, when I see someone who didn't have the clarity, just gain the clarity based. I, I like to think based on some of the conversations that, that we've had, it just, just makes me happy. It just makes my soul happy. Yeah. You know, I, I always say, you know, if you wake up in the morning before you open your eyes, before you yeah. touch that, that little vibrating cell phone next to you, which you shouldn't even look yeah. at for the first hour, smile. No. If you start the day with a smile before yep. you open your eyes, everything becomes clear and everything, Ugh. you know, just continues to flow the right way. Yes, you're going to run into bumps in the road. Does every smile every morning mean that the day is going to be excellent? No, but it sure does start out better before you open those eyes and you just smile. You know what I do? I, I, I'm totally blind, so I, I, have an, I have an unfair advantage here. But I would say to everybody, right when you get up out of bed, if you have a window that, that, that points outside, close your eyes, open that window up, 
I don't care how cold or how warm it is. And let that air just funnel into your room, that freshness and smell it, breathe it in. Just think about what you're smelling, what you're appreciating and clear your head. And whenever your head gets a little foggy, this is what I always do. I I don't have to close my eyes because they're already closed, but um, it's theoretically closed. But open that window, close your eyes, put a smile on your face and just take a minute. All it takes is a minute and smell that air coming in. Better yet, go outside and enjoy it. But but reset. You know, our, our good friend, Dr. Dr. Jeff Spencer, mm-hmm. talks about this a lot. You know, it's it's about taking time and reflecting on, on what you're going to do during the day, on what you are doing, and on what you did. And I find the best time to do that is when you're just immersed in all your senses and letting your mind relax. It's like relaxing a muscle. That's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Got a, a few more questions as we get closer to the end here. Uh, yeah. On the solo shows, we talk about success and what it mm. takes to be successful, the pillars of success. And I mean, just a few of those things, mentorship, partnerships, yeah. experimentation, willingness to fail. And on the flip side, willingness to define success. And why I feel so many people don't define success is because when you do that, you in essence have defined failure. And that's a scary thing. Like mm-hmm. once I define what success is to me, but I think it's also a key thing. What do you feel is something that it takes to be successful? You have to be able to start small. And you have to be able to break a huge problem into a bunch of mini problems. And mini, I, I shouldn't say the word problem. You have to be able to take a big challenge and break it into as many dozens, hundreds, or thousands of, of mini challenges as you need. Because then it doesn't feel so hard. You can accomplish one thing in a day and feel successful. Success is a mindset thing. If you sit around, you know, if you just hung over and you sit around on the couch all day and know that you've got a mountain of work that you should be doing and you, you don't do any of it, you go to bed feeling like dog do, right? But sometimes when you've got these things that are just looming in your mind, just put your mind to it and get them done. Whether it's an email that you've been meaning to send for a week, you know, and you just get it out and send it, it probably took you five minutes and that makes you feel successful. So to me, the pillars of success are being able to break things into, into small challenges and also always holding the bar high. I did well. I can always do better, you know, no matter what. And, and giving ourselves that constructive criticism every step of the way. And to me, to me, success in entrepreneurship is not about money or power at all. Entrepreneurship is about problem solving and identifying identifying solutions that that make sense. And whether it's a problem that seems huge, I guarantee you, Elon Musk didn't didn't create Tesla in one night. That was a multitude of very small challenges and problems he solved and overcame. And, you know, obviously we need to, like I say, we need to pay our bills at the end of the month. So so it's nice when when funding comes from from good problem solving. What I've realized is by living as a blind guy in a sighted world, I've basically been a lifelong entrepreneur. I, I just need to figure out different ways to do things. Yeah. Now I figure out different ways to do things that I form businesses out of them, but it's no different. It's the same mindset, my friend. Yeah. Biggest, yeah. Biggest takeaway right there is just it's mindset. You know, yeah. it, it it can shift and and make a huge leap in who you want to be around and what you're able to accomplish to figure out what success is to you and to find that happiness. You know, I think yeah. in in times and, of and by the way, by the way, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, Brandon, but but happiness is super important. Yeah. to go right along with success. You can't be a depressed success person, successful person. Yeah. 
it's and, and I'm not saying that if you're if you have mental health issues or whatever, I don't mean to say that you can't be successful. Not not at all. Quite the contrary. But try to figure out how to work with your mind and let your work make you happy. Yeah. In order and, and to find that happiness. This is another thing. It's it's super important. A guy that I follow uh, by the name of Dennis O'Leary says this, and, and he's just amazing. I, I haven't had a chance to ch- chat with him yet, but he's uh, he's just an amazing uh, person with some great thoughts. Do what you're good at. Don't try to do something you're you're not good at. And you know, try to try to just do what's what, what you feel like you can honestly do. If if you're not it, it, the sort of silly example I give is. A plumber, you know, this is this is grossly simplified, but it, it it gets the point across. If you have a roof leak, you're probably not going to call a plumber. You're probably going to call a roofer. Because the plumber is not going to fix your roof leak. He's going to say, or they're going to say, dude, I don't do that. I work with pipes. I'm a plumber. They they do what they're good at. Yep. And that's you know, so to try to keep that in mind, doing doing what you're good at. The other thing that I think is is so true that I really want to want to drive home with people, and this is something that I've learned in my life. It's a phrase that I'm working on trademarking, which is, it's not what it looks like. Imagine looking at a table of an array of glasses of wine and saying, oh, this one's red, this one's white, this one's pink, whatever. Do you think you can analyze and and totally explain two red wines to me just by saying one is a little darker than another that you see on a table? No, you can't do that. That's not going to work. People are the same way. Do not look at someone. Try this. And I really urge all your listeners to do this. Don't judge people by what they look like. you got to have a conversation with them. So many people see me with my cane and they don't think that I'm, I, I do what I do. Oh, he's blind. That's, that's usually, oh, wow. He's, he's walking on his own. That's so great. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Talk to people. Get to know them. You will be blown away what you find when you actually have a conversation with someone and that you may have may have judged on what they look like. See, I don't have the, I don't have the, the disadvantage of, of, of having, you know, being able to judge books by their covers. So I've met some absolutely amazing people um, just by sitting down with an open mind, talking to them. Yeah. Sometimes it's best just to listen, open that ear. And uh, you know, you, you're able to learn so much more in an open conversation mm-hmm. if you're the one that's listening at the end so of the day. You, I think you alluded to this earlier. Our good friend and, and another great mentor of mine, Jeff Moore, says it's better to be interesting interested than interesting. Yeah. I love yeah. that one. I I I I continue to hijack that and I always credit Jeff. I'm like, hey, Jeff Moore says. Yeah. But yeah, that's exactly. that's a good one. You know. There's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity where it's, 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 I feel the winds come easier when the world and life and, you know, just things are doing well, Mm -hmm. but ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze the world's still feeling some form of squeeze. What are you working on right now? That's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really developing a a suite of, of products and services under one unified brand called Hobie's. I'm working hard to build out one of the products, which is, and like I say, we, we accelerate happiness through creating gratitude and respect and, and just, just appreciation of life in, in those who we work with. So we do that a lot through food and drink. I do a lot of flavor strategy consulting in the food and drink industry with, uh, you know, companies, businesses, large and small. I, um, do a lot of sensory design consulting on packaging. And I'm coming out with a line of products called Hobie's uh, Seasonings. And it's a line of starting with two SKUs, but it's a line of, of, of seasonings that really are designed 
to elevate the flavor in the kitchen of a home cook. You know, five-star flavor without without five-star chef experience or time, you know? And and then and then a big part of this this home piece portfolio is, is the coaching. It's just coming together with people and saying, let's view the world. Let's view the world in a, in a very positive lens with an abundance mindset and 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 pull the positivity out of whatever we do and just live on that and live on that high because it never goes down. If you see the world through just a, in a very real but very very abundant way, the, the, the high never goes away. And you just ride it all the way through. So helping people do that. I've also got a got a line of spirits coming out called Blind Truth uh, coming out in the next in the next few quarters. I don't want to promise a, 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 a launch date for that, but we're we're super stoked about Blind Truth as well and uh, just. I'm just excited to excited to to be doing all this, man. And 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 like you said, ingenuity and creativity comes from a struggle and a squeeze. And I think I thank the world every day for my blindness because it's made me who I am. You know, it's it's been a struggle, but my God, it's made me who I am. Yeah, and I look forward to. So I mean, I don't know if you know this about me as we've gotten to know each other a little bit better over the last month. I, I come from a cooking family, and I love to cook. So I'm looking forward to the, the spices. That's awesome. Yeah, we had a, a, a restaurant, and this is going off down a rabbit hole. But uh, I grew up in a family we had a over a seated over five hundred people restaurant, and uh, awesome. those are places that really exist anymore, just with the way the world is, right. and haven't for some time. But I love to cook, and uh, oh, I also man. don't mind a spirit or two from time to time. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting out <laughs> to uh, Napa, Sonoma, wherever it is, and uh, sharing a, a glass with you and uh, trying some of the seasonings in the kitchen. Brandon, I'm so happy that, that our good friend Lisa Kips Brown introduced us, and uh, I thank I'm going to reach out to her right now and thank her again for the introduction because you are a fantastic guy. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. Even, even uh, you know, even with the uh, the, the the quick um, interruption uh, that my wife was hollering for me to come out there to see what was going on, but uh, I got one last one for you. Uh, what is a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if anyone listening today implemented it over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they would see a real impact on their personal or business life? At least three times a day, slow down, forget about your phone for at least five minutes and clear your head, clear your mind of whatever else is going on and hit the reset button. Better to do this outside uh, or by opening a window at the very least. Let the, let the natural surroundings absorb into all of your senses and use, get rid of that eyesight. Get rid of that eyesight is a, is a great thing sometimes, but it's a pesky distraction most of the time. Just get rid of it. Close your eyes, put a blindfold on and reset. Yeah. And then come back to it five minutes later, Brandon. Five minutes later, come back into life and into your day. I don't care if you like this, even after you go back to the office. Go sit down, reset, have, have, a, have a place to do that. Even if you have to go out to your car and sit and sit in your car for five, 10 minutes, go out to the you know outdoors and just stand outside your office, whatever it takes. That reset is like a little night's sleep. Yes, where now I, I, un, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I try to do that often in my, my watch. Fortunately, technology can be a helper hindrance. My watch will tell me to stand up. It'll tell me to breathe. It'll tell me there to you get reminders. I've got my book over here. Conversations that I've, I have with, you know, different coaches and mentors on just like things that I've got to do on a daily hourly basis, just to be able to have that fresh set of 
thoughts that come through when we're trying to move the needle, when we're trying to lead, lead, lead with the give mentality. Yep. It's awesome. So, yeah, man. We have got the founder of Hobie's, Dr. Hobie Wedler. Hobie, man, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our relationship, friendship. This- Moving forward, thank you so much for what you brought today. Brandon, thanks so much for having me on. And I want to I want to wish my highest congratulations on the success finder. It's awesome. And I uh, can't wait to see where that goes and can't wait to build our relationship. It's just getting started, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers, man. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.